We've all heard the saying, the devil's in the details, which of course means we should focus on the nitty gritty of every idea, process, and action. We've also heard that we should just make progress, imperfect, rough around the edges, not fully thought out progress. So which is true? If they're both true, when does each apply? Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. What made me think about this topic might surprise you. I heard uh, something about Bill Burr, comedian. Um, if you Hopefully you know who he is. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I watch every special he does. And last week, I was struck by a story I heard. He was playing at an Italian restaurant in L.A. In a room upstairs holds like 50 or 60 or 75 people. No, no more than 75 people. It's just a room upstairs at an Italian restaurant with tables of people eating dinner. Like a regular room. <laughs> this is not like a, a huge venue. I just watched his special. He did a Red Rock in uh, Colorado. He's he's going to play Fenway Park later this month. It's August of 2022. He's going to play Fenway Park, which holds about 37,000 people. And he was just at this Italian restaurant in L.A., probably for free, playing to a room that holds less than 75 people. Just a couple weeks or a few weeks before, he's probably going to make a couple million dollars. In that one show at Fenway, I would imagine he'll make a couple million dollars. Maybe $5 million. I don't know what he's going to make it. You know, $150 a seat times 37,000 people time, you know, minus whatever the cut is from the promoters and the venue, whatever. So what does that have to do with when to pay attention to details and when to make imperfect progress? Well, think about it. Where is Bill Burr in his progression as a professional comic? Most would argue that he is in the, the top of his profession. If he's not the number one, he's certainly in the top 1%. He's also preparing for selling his service, which in his case is a few hours of laughter and gathering with other like-minded people at a premium. Like this, this, this event he's holding is going to charge a premium for. Like I said, I looked at tickets, they were like $150 piece. This event will likely be recorded. It might even be turned into a special. I don't know. At a minimum, many thousands of people are going to attend and they're going to talk about it. No matter what happens, they're going to talk about it on social media. If he bombs, that would be a really big deal. A major failure at an event like this, at a venue like this, could take years for him to recover from. And if he hits a home run, it'll set him up for the next multi-million dollar engagement. So he's working on his material for free at a little restaurant in LA where he's working out the details, specific words and specific phrases, pauses, gestures here and there, the sequence of the material, every detail that you and, I would, you and I would even be shocked to learn even exists, every detail is being worked out. He's at the pinnacle of his field, prepping for a significant performance. And he's working out every minute, tiny little thing. Which makes perfect sense for him, 
at his level in his field at this point in his career and for this particular juncture, this event that he's at, it all makes perfect sense. But the question is, would it have made sense for him to dwell on every little detail like this in the first few months of his career? Of course, he would want to have the best material then, just like he does now. You could argue that if he did, if his material sucked at the very beginning, he wouldn't even, we wouldn't even know who he is right now. And that's a pretty reasonable argument, I think. But I would say if he tried to work out every little nuance and every tiny detail in the beginning, he may have not even gotten the stage in the first place. He might have spent years trying to perfect a pause or a sequence of jokes, and then he never would have gotten a chance to get the basic feel for how it's being, you know, how it feels to be on a stage. Like, how does it feel to be in a room where 35 or 50 or 150 people are staring at you? How does it feel to have the microphone in your hand and work around the cord and the mic stand? And what kind of noise does a mic make when you drop it into the mic stand? Does it make a big thump or not? What's the, where's the edge of the stage? How do I not fall off the stage? Like these big basic ideas of working on a stage. If you're so focused on the, every little tiny nuance and pause, you might not ever get on the stage and get a chance to learn those big pieces. Those, those big pieces you have to get in place before you can worry about the details. So in the beginning, I would say you just have to get going. You just have to show up and learn the basics. Again, if you imagine, you know, we're, we, we talk about this a lot because it's, it's, it's so analogous to a lot of things we do, but it's such a silly, stupid example. I know people are probably tired of hearing about it, but when you first start riding a bicycle, all you're trying to do is not to fail, is not to fall off. That's all you're trying to do. Now I'm looking back, you know, thinking back when I was like, you know, seven or six or whatever. All I cared about in the beginning or, you know, four, when I was first riding a bicycle was not falling off. Now you fast forward a few years when I'm trying to pop a wheelie. Now I'm practicing just the right amount of thrust. My right foot needs to give the pedal to get the front tire off the ground. That's a whole different level of things than just trying not to fall off. I was way past that. But if you dwell in the details and try not to prepare for every and try to prepare for every scenario and plan for every circumstance in the beginning, you may never, never take that first very crucial step. You can begin to make mountains out of molehills, which will seriously slow, if not completely stop your progress. Now, conversely, after you've been at things a while, if you don't drill down into the details and make improvements, you won't advance. And if you don't advance, your competition will, and you and your company will be left behind. It doesn't matter what industry we're in. If we get to a point where we say we don't have any more room to improve, other folks who are hungrier than us are not going to have that perspective. Other folks who are earlier in their journey or have higher expectations and, and hopes and dreams or whatever it is, other folks are not going to sit back and say, yeah, that's pretty good. I think we'll call it there. There's always going to be somebody trying to be better. And the more advanced we are, the more sophisticated the details are we have to be looking at to make improvement. So as we get better with the big blocks, we'll move on down to medium-sized blocks to make improvements, and then the small blocks, and then to tiny ones, and then micro, and on and on and on. So I would say the closer we are to starting, the more we need to lean on just make progress. Just go. Imperfect rough around the edges, just get started progress. When you're in martial arts, when you first start out, you're trying to just get your stance right. You're trying to just, just figure out where, how are my feet supposed to be? Where are my hands supposed to be? When I'm just standing here doing nothing. I'm, I, <laughs> let alone, I'm, just, I'm not trying to hit anything. I'm just trying to stand the right way. The longer you've been at it, the more sophisticated your attention needs to be. If you're a black belt, a, a super minor change in your hand placement can make all the difference in your effectiveness. 
something you didn't even know about when you were worrying about your stance all those years ago becomes the most important thing for you to work on at this moment because you're at a level of sophistication and a level of detail that is way beyond, of course, what you're focusing on when you just get started. When you, when you walk in, you know, when you walk in the doors of your business the first time, what are you trying to figure out? Well, you're trying to figure out like very basic things. And then as you've been in business for 15 years or 10 years, now you're working on very detailed things. And I think it's important for us to keep that perspective on all things because we get all this information thrown at us. You know, we, we, we depend on which book you listen to, which podcast you listen to, which, which speaker you heard last week. You know, we, we, we hear these things all the time. Like the number one thing you had to worry about is this. The number one thing in business is processes. And the number one thing in business is the culture. And the number one thing is, and they're all right. And they're all right at certain times. And then sometimes they're not right. And so for this one, when is it the details matter? And when does it matter just to get started? Just make some kind of progress. Don't think, just jump. I think that really matters. It is determined by where are we at on our journey. In the very beginning, we got to worry less about details. And there's a few exceptions to this, and I've talked about those before. But in the beginning, in most cases, we got to worry less about the details. And and later on, after we've been going for a while, we got the big pieces in place. We got the big blocks hammered down. We know what we're doing in, in a general sense. Now we begin to work on more sophisticated things. And we we kind of in the mid in the midst of things, though, we kind of lose sight of this stuff. When you're talking about certain kinds of things in your business, whether it's uh, accounting or or procedures and processes or solving a particular problem with a customer or trying to get a marketing plan together. Like, you know, marketing is a great example. In the beginning, you got to start with the big blocks. Who are we talking to? Why should they buy from us? You know, what are their needs? Those big, those big ideas. Then after you've been running ads for five years and you have a general sense of what's working, then you're going to fine tune things. You're going to get down in the details and things. You're going to, you're going to really work on those little nuances. But in the beginning, the nuances, we just got to go. We just got to start going and see what works. We just got to get out there and get going and see what what doesn't work and what gets attention and 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 uh, you know marketing is a great example of this kind of stuff. So um, before we move on, I I want to tell you again about this course I'm really excited about this 90 day course I'm rolling out. I can't tell you how I'm excited about this. I am I'm really excited. It really focuses on the key steps and strategies will help you make the most amount of progress in just three months, 90 days. I've taken all the strategies and ideas I've laid out over the last few years. And I've pared them down to this, the ones that make the biggest impact and make business help business or make the most amount of progress. Again, we're focusing on people, processes, and profitability. And I'll tell you about you know that my client Joanne, who implemented these exact ideas and strategies in her business and saved one hundred thirty nine thousand dollars year over year on recruiting, hiring, retention, and training costs. And Dusty, another client who used these strategies to increase revenue by thirty six percent while taking his average work, he was, he was working like seventy hours a week, and now he's working way less than fifty. All in the same time, he increased revenue by 36%. At the end of this course, you will know the specific reasons employees don't follow directions and exactly how to overcome those. You'll have a proven step-by-step process to handle any, I mean any employee challenge you face, which will allow you to hold your team accountable without being afraid they're going to resent you or leave. You'll know exactly how to improve processes to maximize your team's performance and get your people wanting to follow the processes. You'll have an exact plan for documenting procedures in your business. You'll be able to read your interpret your PL within 15 minutes to make decisions. Yes, I'm talking to you, even the person who's like, I don't have a clue how the PL works. I'm talking to you. You'll be able to read it and uh, interpret it and make decisions within 15 minutes. You'll be able to identify the key areas of your business and, uh, and immediately know if your business is performing well in those areas or not. So who's this course for? It's for anyone who wants to feel confident to be able to implement and 
and put in place specific actions and strategies to make your business grow. These are not theoretical. These are not from some bogus online course. These are proven strategies, not only for my business, but now for my also, also my clients' business. This has worked for them too. Anyone who currently feels afraid that they can be found out as a fraud because they don't know how to solve their biggest problems, which almost always comes down to the three Ps, people, processes, and profitability. Anyone who feels stuck or overwhelmed, you got tons of ideas and knowledge, but you don't know how to apply those in your business in a step-by-step manner, this is for you. Anyone who wants financial stability but is afraid of losing it all because you might not be able to figure it all out. There's just so many things going on. You might miss something important. You might have bad luck you weren't prepared for. You might have an employee make a catastrophic mistake because they're not paying attention to all the training you're doing. Anyone who wants to build a business they love that doesn't own them, allows you to work when you want to, not because you have to, doesn't require you to take your work along, along with you when you travel and take long weekend trips or go on vacation and gives more time for family, church, traveling, hobbies, outdoor activities. Anyone who wants to be able to prove to themselves and others they could do it and they could, they could be in the Successful Business Owners Club and doesn't want to go about the hard way. That's you. Go to my Service Industry Success Facebook page and I'll put a link in the, note, in the notes so you can find it here. Just click on the link in the notes. It'll take you right there. Send me a DM that says I'm in on the course. Once I get that, I'll reach out. We'll schedule time to get together for just a few minutes and go through what your problems are. And, I, and, and I'll see if I can help. If this course will help. If it helps, I'm, I'll we'll get going. If it's not a good fit, then I, will, I, will, I promise you I'll tell you if it's not a good fit. Back to our, our conversation here about the um, when to focus on details and when to get going. I think the first step for, for all these things and, and, you know, there's kind of, there's themes that develop over time of talking about these kinds of things we face in business. The first step is recognizing where are we at on our journey? If I'm in the beginning, it, I can lean more towards just let's make progress. Let's just go jump clunky as clumsy as it feels. Let's just go. Who cares? The longer we've been at, the closer we are to the end of, of you know, we've been doing this a long time. We got things dialed in. Then, yes, the devil's in the details. In order to do that, we got to identify what are we trying to do, what's the, where are we going, and where are we at now. You know, those things are pretty critical. And all these things we talk about in business that are, these are not new, great ideas like people just thought of. These things, have been, these ideas have been around for hundreds of years, so they're boring, but they're still true. You still got to know if you want to make it easy for yourself, what am I trying to build and where am I at relative to that? So the new we are, the more inexperienced we are, the closer we are to the beginning of our journey, we just got to focus on making some kind of progress. Imperfect, clunky, clumsy, some kind of progress. Just jump. That's the key. If we dwell on the details and try to prepare for every scenario and plan out every circumstance in the beginning, we're going to, we're going to make huge problems out of minor ones. We're going to spend so much time preparing for events that may never even happen. We might not ever take that first critical step. If Bill Burr spent all his time, the six months before he got on that stage the first time, trying to work out every little detail and every little nuance, and what if this happens? What if the audience does that? And what if this? What if the lights go out? What if I fall off the stage? If he spent his time doing that, he, he might have talked himself out of, out of ever getting on the stage. And what a shame that would be for a guy who's like number one in his industry, or in the, again, top 1% for sure. What a shame that would be. Let's not do that to ourselves. And as we get better and we take on these big problems and we get more under, we get an understanding of how the basics of things works. Then we get more detailed and we take off, take on a little more sophisticated problems and we, we address a little more nuanced issues. The longer we've been at something now, the more the devil's in the details. If we don't, don't drill it down into details and make improvements, we will not advance. And if we don't advance and we stay stagnant, that doesn't mean our competition staying stagnant. We will be left behind. I've seen this in companies where they've been around for, you know, 15, 20, 30 years, whatever it is. 
And you can just see that they stop improving. They stop trying to get better. They just do things the way they've always done it. That's the way we did it in 1984. That's the way we're going to do it now. Well, that's not how the world works. There's always going to be somebody younger, hungrier, more eager, faster, smarter. Like there's always going to be that out there. If we don't dive into the details and, and, and take every advantage we can to make every little change that we can to make things better. If we stop doing that, we will be left behind. So it's simple. If we're new to something, just get going. Once you've conquered one level of problems, you move on down to the, the more detailed level of problems. And this is a never ending process. This never stops. As soon as this stops, as soon as the idea of improving things stops, that's when, how we end up with the 1978 Pinto. Instead of instead of the the cars that are made, you know, you look at the '90s, the the quality that came along in cars. I've talked about this before, but you know, American car manufacturers got so complacent after World War II that by the set, the late '70s, they were just putting out junk. It was absolute junk. They had no interest in making a quality product. They thought that the average American consumer would buy their product no matter what, and that they that the the patriotism and buying American all that kind of stuff mattered more than the quality of the car. Well, guess what? They learned the hard way. That is not the way it works. Meanwhile, the Japanese car manufacturers were spending every moment finding little details that they could make better, saving money on, pro on production costs, finding ways of improving uh, material costs, uh, finding ways to make things faster, more efficient, better, higher quality, more efficiency. That's all they focused on. And they would solve a big problem. They'd go on a little problem. They were they would they start out talking about you know errors in parts per hundreds and then errors in parts per thousand you know you're making six million widgets a year the difference between having an error every six hundred versus every six million is massive and that's what they did they went from talking about errors in in, in you know pieces per million or pieces per hundred to thousands to millions and meanwhile American car manufacturers are just sitting around talking about how the American people are just going to buy their cars because they had to. And guess what? <laughs> the 1980 Pinto came out and uh, Harley Davidson went through the same thing. They almost went out of business in the early, early 80s because they did not care about quality. They did not care about making improvements. And and all the, the uh, Japanese manufacturers were just kicking our butts. And this is why. Because we got complacent and they didn't. They were hungry. They were eager. And they focused on squeezing every improvement they could out of every level. And they'd solve those problems. They'd move on to a more sophisticated level, a more nuanced level. Anyhow, that's how it works. The, the earlier we are, the more we just have to jump and get going. And the more experienced we are, the more detailed, the more sophisticated our improvements have to be. So um, don't forget to go to my Service Industry Success Facebook page. It's in that DM that says, I'm in on the course. Do it today. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait for that. Also, share this podcast with a friend or colleague who's a business owner in the service industry. And if you haven't had a chance, especially on Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify, we don't have any ratings there yet. It'd be awesome if somebody give us a a rating review there, especially if you're going to do a five-star rating. That'd be awesome. We really appreciate that. And uh, that's it for this week. And I'll see you all next week. <laughs>